What's up, Grammys? I'm Cardi P. And I am Mackin the Stallion. Now let's scissor. Wop, 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 wop. <laughs> oh my goodness. People act like hip hop never hip hop before. It's a hippin' and a hoppin' and a pippin' and a poppin'. Uh, As our good friend Bill Cosby would say. He's not my friend. <laughs> you keep keep that on. No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Man, everybody's mad at what went down on the Grammys, and I I don't know. I just laughed. I love that that every time women aren't ashamed of their sexuality. People get so fucking upset at the Super Bowl when Janet let her titty fly. Oh, it's horrible. At the MTV Awards when Madonna kissed Christina Aguilera and Britney. Oh, it's horrible. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B scissor on stage. Oh, it's horrible. Men can go out there and crotch chop and grind and do everything in the fucking world. Nobody gives a shit, but women are comfortable with their sexuality. No. If you're going to be if you're going to be sexual, we want to shame you for it. She's a witch. Burn her. Burn her. Burn her. Yeah, it's you, very sad. I don't I don't know what anybody's doing watching the Grammys anyway. I don't I don't watch award shows unless it's the WWE Hall of Fame Fat Mac. I got standards. Pacey, come on. You know you'll be watching the Slammies every year. <laughs> you'll be slamming in it. No, I don't think I've watched <laughs> the Slammies since we started doing our own award show. Have they had the Slammies in recent years? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they'll do that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. It's like the King of the Ring, though. It goes and comes whenever they, they feel like it's needed. Right. Yeah, but hey, the uh, Hall of Fame is finally going to be legit this year because pasty Eric Bischoff is back and better than ever. Yeah, he's back. Man, he was just on AEW three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) And in three weeks, he's going to be on WWE. (laughs) And then he'll be back on AEW again. Yep. And his uh, and his name and his uh, nameplate or whatever you call it, the graphics going to say WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I, am I the only one that's kind of I'm, I'm not going to say upset but annoyed that they're having the 2020 and 2021 Hall of Fame this year yeah one year is bad enough come on guys yeah why couldn't this just be the 2021 Hall of Fame and then you know 10 years down the line if people are going through looking at Hall of Fame winners and they're like well what happened here there's going to be an asterisk at the end and it'll say COVID shut every fucking thing down it's the whole world like, it's not like it's going to look bad for WWE. Vince already gave them all Hall of Fame rings. That's why. <laughs> but I mean, don't. Yeah, but just just make this one the 2021. You didn't have to add the 2021 people. Just everybody that was going to be in 2020. Right. I don't know. It's like I said, it doesn't piss me off or nothing, but. It's two night event. Yeah, everything's a two night event. <laughs> Literally. Join us for Monday Night Raw on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, hell, even uh, AEW Dark's a two-night two event nowadays. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, what the hell? I don't know, man. They should just everything... being try, try elevating their partners <laughs> in the not-WWE scene. 
New Japan has has brought so many great and wonderful concepts to Western pro wrestling, but man, two day events. They should have kept that to themselves and not let us know they did that. <laughs> as soon as Wrestle Kingdom did it, fucking Vince is like, we got to do it. And as soon as Vince does it, you know, Tony Khan's over there. Oh, we can do it better. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is, is by the time this whole pandemic's over and we're able to go out like normal people again, Vince will have all every event on WrestleMania weekend locked down in like a thousand mile radius of wherever it's located right <laughs> it's yeah. uh yeah it's ridiculous because so many people used to thrive on wrestlemania weekend and he's just i hope it's mine you can't have it you can't use it can't right? say i blame um, him i wonder if uh i wonder if uh joey i haven't heard if joey janela is doing a spring break this year i should look that up because that would be awesome you'd think i was gonna say you would think AEW would advertise it but i don't even know is he even associated with them anymore? Yeah, he was just on a couple of weeks ago. Good for him. I like I him. Can't can't remember who he fought, but he was there. He was there, buddy. He was there. He was clapping was in the audience. I was glad <laughs> to see it. I miss him. Woo! Oh, hey, I think we are going to get it. And I think the uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch will also get. And for the culture, it looks like. Good shit. The Collective Remix, April 8th through the 10th, pasty. Cuban Club at Ybor City, Tampa, Florida. I'm going to get to see for the culture, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. And Joey Janela's Spring Break. Very nice. Plus some brand new attractions. No Peace Underground, Violent X Suffering, and Alex Cologne presents Planet Death. Which is just Earth right now. Right. <laughs> we are Planet Death. That's awesome. That's, that's what all the aliens call it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't go there. That's Planet Death. Well, folks, if you're going to be around the uh, Florida area around... April, I'd recommend hitting up some of these. The Acid Cup is going to be going on also, of course, in a memory uh, commemoration of Trent Acid. That's always that's always a good one. You're always going to see stars of the future there. Actually, yeah, it looks like GCW's got a lot of shit going on. So for oh for the culture, I wish I could go to this. Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio, Leo Rush versus Lee Moriarty. Brian Keith versus Darius Lockhart, AJ Gray versus JTG, Thick and Juicy versus Fire and Flava, Myron Reed versus Ken Broadway versus Calvin Tankman versus Andy Brown. That's going to be nice. some good shit. Hell yeah, that sounds like an event. I could go on and on. There's more shit going, but we should talk about what's going on in the world today, Pacey, and what's going on. Well, let me just say, uh, let me start it like this. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Because Pasty, the Hulkster, and Titus O'Neil have been announced as the hosts of WrestleMania 37. Yes, Titus O'Neil is going to trip and fall, and Hulk Hogan's going to say the wrong stadium name. That's, it's going to be magnificent. WWE actually announced just this morning, at least as of this recording, Friday, March 19th, that Hogan and Titus will host a two-night event from Ray Raymond James Stadium. 
Now, right away, I know everybody thinks this is a publicity publicity stunt, if I could say it. And, and it probably is, and all, all right, as uh, Titus is kind of the, the visible race ambassador for WWE, if I can use a token word, I'm sorry. And Hogan was, of course, temporarily banned from WWE for racist remarks he made on hidden camera. But in reality, at least WWE is using a little bit of logic here because behind the scenes, Hogan, of course, is going to be inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame that weekend. With, of course, with the NWO, he's already in solo. And Titus is a hometown fixture in the Tampa Bay community. And neither one of them have any matches over the weekend. So, I mean, it's a way to use name talent, but... I mean, you got to address the elephant in the room. You mean you have two nights of WrestleMania and Titus O'Neil is not included in the lineup? Sad. In his Uh. his hometown? (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, you got to address the elephant in the room, though. WWE is purposely putting Hogan out there with uh, a black wrestler to say, see, everything's good. He's got black friends. They're going to be doing this for the rest of time. You know that? Until Hogan dies, Vince is going to keep trying to bring him back. Yeah, and I don't want to get into the Hogan debate because that's, I mean, it's been going on forever, and and it uh, it doesn't hey, look, matter. Guys, it's Vince Hogan's the towel boy for the hurt business. He couldn't possibly <laughs> be racist. The bottom line is, is us as viewers and the public as stockholders are the ones that would have to make it stop, and apparently that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. It isn't even Vince McMahon's call at this point. If nobody's watching or if stockholders pull out and specifically cite Hogan's racial slurs as a reason, I mean, WWE would take note. They would. When Snickers pulled out, they they cut Mae Young out in a fucking second. Uh, Yeah, Fabulous Moolah, but yeah. Fabulous Moolah, yeah. Yep, 100%. (laughs) All it took was Snickers to say, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. When, uh... I'll tell you what, when the Snickers bar pulled out of Mae Young, we ended up getting a hand. So that's a whole different, that's a whole different pulling out there. The rest of the guys the still stuck in bar. there. She really wanted that <laughs> chocolate bar. <laughs> Nobody messes with my Butterfinger. <laughs> oh, Mark Henry. Everything he's done in his life, and he's going to be remembered for the hand. Oh, Henry. That's another candy bar. It is. I don't know if they make it anymore, but it certainly was at one point. Uh, yeah. You know, you know what's the best candy that they still make, but I've never advertised, at least in my lifetime? Biddle honey. It's a good candy. You just got to hold it in your mouth for too long before it's actually decent. It's a, Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a sucking candy. It's not a chewing candy. <laughs> You know, kind of like now and laters, though. To me, now and laters are a sucking candy, not a oh, chewing yeah. candy. Here's some of those candies folks chew that are should be sucked. Like Skittles. Skittles. They're, you got to go until the shell's soft, bro. Got to suck it till it goes soft, baby. <laughs> That's how we do it over here at Beef Sticks. We suck it till it goes soft. My mammy taught me well. She sure did, Pasty. It's good stuff. Oh, Pasty, some good stuff has been happening uh, all week. Of course, none of it's newsworthy or news. You just have to watch the shows, sadly. 
<laughs> but in history, there was a lot going on this week, especially in pro wrestling history. And we'll just give you one snippet of this. And that is March 19th, 1997. It was a good year for pro wrestling folks. And WCW held their uncensored pay-per-view in South Carolina at the North Charleston Coliseum. On that match, we had Dean Malenko defeat Eddie Guerrero to win the WCW United States Championship. Now, that's an opener I want to fucking watch over and over. Hell yeah. And if you think, well, it can't get any better than that, the very next match had Ultimo Guerrero defeat Psychosis with a Tiger Suplex. Boy, 97 WCW was just fucking awesome. We had Glacier defeat Mortis with a cryonic kick, and if you don't know who Mortis is, that would have been... um, Chris Canyon. I hope you all know who Chris Canyon is. Oh, yeah. Who's better than Canyon? Nobody. Buff Bagwell defeated Scotty Riggs in a strap match. Harlem Heat defeated Public Enemy in a Texas Tornado big bash all over the place. WCW TV champ Prince Iakea defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. We also had Team NWO represented by Hulk, Savage, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Beating Team Piper, consisting of, of course, the rowdy Scotsman himself, Chris Benoit, Steve Mongo McMichael, and Jeff Jarrett, and Team WCW, which had Lex Luger, The Giant, and Scott Steiner. The rules of the match were that wrestlers would enter the ring in intervals, kind of like the Royal Rumble would, and would be eliminated by pinfall submission or being thrown over the top rope to the floor. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, Scott Hall and Lex Luger kind of raked up the eliminations scott hall took the giant out first by ducking the charging big beast right over the top rope there goes your aew commentator kevin nash closed line jared over the top rope scott hall took out mongo mcmichael scott hall then threw old scotty steiner over the top rope hulk hogan took out rowdy piper with the help of dennis rodman that's right old rodzilla (laughs) himself baby Scott Hall and Kevin Nash took out Chris Benoit because they knew if they didn't do it together, he could kill him. Lex Luger made Randy Savage submit with a torture rack. Then he made Hall submit with a torture rack. And then Hulk Hogan. Oh, he also, sorry, I'm missing bad. He also took out Kevin Nash by chucking him over the top rope. Old Lex Express was running hard. At the very end, Hulk Hogan pinned Lex Luger after Savage blinded him with the spray paint. And then... Folks, if that wasn't enough, this is WCW 97, man. It ain't over yet. After the match, Sting came down from the goddamn rafters and beat the shit out of the whole NWO to end the show. 97 was a good year, man. Oh, hell yeah, it was. (laughs) Good, good stuff. Ooh. Awesome. Those men made a lot of bodily sacrifices over the years. And so has Impact for this weekend's Impact Sacrifice pay-per-view. Let's snap into it. The first match we saw, The Decay, represented by Black Taurus and Crazy Steve, defeating Reno Scum, Adam Thornstow, and Luster, the legend. The legend! Yeah, this is a was really kinda, good name. I like that name a lot. You know, you got it. You got to dig it. Luster the legend. I mean, you don't have to be good. People read your name and they're like, "Yeah, he's probably good." <laughs> Lack luster, maybe, <laughs> maybe. 
they only got eight minutes, but I mean, this was kind of perfect opening match for Impact. And, you know, we, we were talking about 90s WCW, and I just thought to myself, you know, we've seen Decay open a few of these uh, pay-per-views, and I was like, you know, in the early 90s, Johnny B. Bad was always WCW's go-to in the opening slot because he was over as a character. He'd bring charisma. He'd get the whole stadium pumping. He might not even have been the best wrestler, but he always was over the top. And, I mean, 90s Johnny B. Bad was uh, was awesome. When he went to WWF and, they, and went by his real name, Mark Merrill, he didn't do shit. Sable, part of that is because he came in with Sable, and you can't really compete with Sable. <laughs> yeah. But Johnny B. Bad was the shit. And then in the Attitude Era, you know, I would think that kind of Godfather was that one, where they'd have Godfather come out at the beginning of a lot of pay-per-views because it gets the whole arena hyped. And to me, Decay should be that for impact. Keep having them open, you know. They're rarely going to be in the main event anyways. They've been there for a long time now, both of these competitors. And consistently, they always pull through. You got the addition of Black Tarus, and I think that's been well-received, and I think that yeah. freshens up the team, you know? So I, I think that's this is a good spot for them. I'd be okay if they open a lot of these shows. I don't. I wouldn't consider it an insult personally. Yeah. I do want to see Black Tarus get the push up the card a little bit. It'd be nice to see him go for a title. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, as for the match itself, that is pretty copy and paste, really. But I think it, it gave us, you know, a taste of things to come. And and the right guy went over. Um, Tarus ended up getting the win for the team. So, of course, you're, uh, you're, you're pushing the new guy in the veteran stable. I like that. It was fun, energetic. The crowd was into it. Well, not really, but <laughs> I was into it. I think I think this was a, a solid way for, for them to start the show. And, of course, Pasty, we both uh, picked up a win on this one. Of course. Easy peasy. Peasy easy. Um, next up, we had the tag team match of Tanel and Caleb with a K. And Pasty, you 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 knew it. You knew it from the beginning. Havoc and Nevaeh just aren't a winning team. And of course they did not win on this one either. <laughs> I finally got a point off them though. You you got a point off of them. Yes, you did by them losing. <laughs> <laughs> um this wasn't really much of a match. And of course, you know, you could kind of tell going into it it was gonna be more of a, a spectacle than a match. And I think, I, I mean, really the way it felt after all was said and done was this match was pretty much designed to get the split of Havoc and Nevea going. At the end, Havoc accidentally distracted Nevea and um, they they lost, and you could see some dissension between them. But that'll be a badass match when it happens. That'll be awesome. And I kind of like that eight, or, uh, Impact Wrestling is kind of doing the... Uh, the WWF nineties thing where even all the mid card people, they at least have a story. They have a reason for doing what they're doing. And I, I enjoy that. Yeah. Been a long time. Hasn't it? It has, but uh, otherwise really nothing of note here other than <clears throat> Tennille and Caleb were uh, obnoxious and got the win. And that's exactly how I love them and havoc and Nevea. You can see, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch impact wrestling this week. So I do not know what happened on the follow-up of this. 
there was a lot to watch for wrestling this week. That was all good. Yeah, good. yeah it was Somewhat a solid good. week. Then we had the tag team match. Violent by Design, Diener and Joe Doring defeating beer guns, Chris Saban and James Storm. God damn, they need to stop teaming together. It's not working out. <laughs> Fuck. Don't shit on James Storm. Ah, I, I'm mad. Yeah, I um fuck, I read somewhere that James Storm's next match in Impact will be like his 400th match in Impact. Um he really hasn't gotten his due. This is a guy who's only held the world championship once and it was only for like one or two weeks. Even the Miz has had the world championship twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, James Storm, you know he deserves a run with the Impact title. Also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad seeing him run with the uh, NWA title because he really fits the NWA as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'd Nick, rather see him in NWA. Nick Aldis does a great job being that standard bearer, but so maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's not really signed with Impact, but he's just working there in the downtime. I don't or? think he is signed with Impact. Um, I haven't seen anything about him actually being signed. I think he's just sticking around since uh, Alex Shelley is out injured. I think that's kind of why they've been they've kept him around. Yeah, that that's just me freestyling here. I don't have any insider knowledge on that at all. But um, drop them bars, son. <laughs> this match, man. I tell you what, Diener enduring, Diener enduring. They've got some great chemistry, man. I really enjoyed watching them in this match. And then yeah. you add the, the veterans of Storm and Sabin, and this ended up being a really good match. Diener and Doring should come out to hamster dance. D dot D dot D D do do. <laughs> D dot D D do. That's that's that it. Would be, that would be that's sad. it. Joe Doring deserves better than that. <laughs> but they're still called violent by design. <laughs> One thing, one thing that that just has caught me, but really caught me in in this match. I don't know if it's because uh, James Storm wasn't in as much or what, but fucking Chris Sabian. I had to look it up. He's thirty nine. He's had multiple knee surgeries, Pacey. This guy is more crisp than a lot of the people you see on any on, on your AEW, WWE, NWA, any MLW. He's fucking. He still is just crisp and fluid. Well, fuck, haven't you ever seen Rookie of the Year? That's what happens after injuries. <laughs> Sadly, I, I know what movie you're talking about. That's a good movie. That's Gary Busey at like his best. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gary Busey Pet Judge on Amazon Prime is I've, Gary Busey at his best. I've heard that's a thing. It's a thing. It's, I, I have heard that it's a thing, and that's just, that amazes me. I, it, I should watch it. It's so ridiculous. Old I Gary Busey, man. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was a charismatic guy early in his career, but then when he got, uh, when he got the, the brain injury, he just, he's one of those people. He was a completely different cat. And it's like after his brain injury, he's never been Can the you same, explain but in the, the best brain way. injury to me, cause I don't think I've ever actually heard the story. Oh, he got in a motorcycle accident and punctured his brain and had to have like a day's worth of surgery or whatever. And he, and he got like 
literal brain like, damage. Is there, like is, there, is there photos of this? Like, is there documented evidence? Or yeah, was yeah. this just like a gimmick shift? For no, him? no, no, no. That it really happened. People were people didn't know if he was going to live or not. Yeah, he 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 has literal brain damage. Like he's brain damaged, not re, not you know drooling well, yeah. and not being able to move. Brain, but he's literally brain damaged. You know, like if, if, you, if you would uh, if you if you'd notice if you look at like um, say um, Lethal Weapon, and look at him there, and then look at him on Pet Judge. You'll see he kind of has a Jim Ross thing going on with his face. Yeah. Now yeah, he didn't yeah. have that back in the day. That happened after uh, his brain damage and stuff. So, but it's for the better because he, he is. It's a fucking miracle because I don't think he'd be shit without it. <laughs> no, I mean, he was still great, you know, but I don't think he'd be relevant today without it. Yeah. yeah. Because it was his antics outside of movies and TV that got him over, you know? <laughs> uh, he's like the cool Nick Nolte. And you know what? It's funny because I always, I always uh, confuse those two. <laughs> yeah. I always confuse those two, and the other two I confuse is um, not so much nowadays, <laughs> but back in the day I would confuse um, uh, who the fuck was in the wrestler? Uh, uh um, oh my in, goodness, I can't think of his name right now. Uh. He was in Bullet. Bullet's a good movie. Anyways, him and Mickey um, Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke and um and uh, Bruce Willis. I had always confused them back in the day. Nowadays, not so much. No. <laughs> they both aged completely differently and look completely yeah. different. But if you take a look at both of them back in their prime, they they were very similar. Um, boy, I don't know how the fuck we got here. <laughs> not sure how we got here, but. I'll, I'll try to get us back on track. The hamster dance brought us there, bro. Apparently. <laughs> um. So, so what I like the ending I really liked about this. The match was fucking awesome. Joe Doring is gonna be just God. Every time I talk about him, I'm gonna put him over. I'm sorry. He's a he's a classic old school beat em up guy. He's a new Japan guy. Obviously, he comes from Japan. Uh, he's a white cowboy. White cowboys in Japan are badass. You ever notice that? Yeah, maybe uh, maybe James Storm needs to go over to Japan for a while as well. He's done some work over there. It's because they don't live in the West, so they they still think the illusion of the Western is an awesome thing, right? Just how we we fantasize about the mysticism of of ancient Asia. Yes, they, they still think about the mysticism of the old West. Um, but the end was awesome because out of nowhere, here comes fucking Rhino, and Rhino ends up taking out. Uh, fucking Chris Sabin. He was working with Violent by Design out of nowhere. Oh so it's shit! Like, that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking awesome. You know he has he he was with uh with Heath going against Violent by Design, and so I'm waiting to see. I, I really wanted to see this week's Impact to see if he talked about what he was doing, why he's doing it, whatever happens. And the best part is. Heath's going to be returning pretty soon. What's going to happen then? They, you know, they took they him out, split, put him on the right? shelf. It, they're going to split him. They should. You would think so. I mean, Violent by Design is a reason Heath is out on injury. They beat the shit out of him, took him out. So now that, that Rhino's with them, it's like, ah. Uh... So I'm interested in this. It's, I guess, another great example of just having these good storylines for these mid-card fellas. Man, I'm really excited to see Rhino and EY tag team together. 
Uh, I God. never thought I'd say that, but that'd be fun. Match. But that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it will. It'll be just just badass. Um, yeah, fun, 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 fun match. Having fun, fun, um, fun till the daddy takes a seabird away. Seabird. Who's got a fucking seabird? <laughs> the fuck is a seabird? It's your albatross, like the a, bear. It's <laughs> damn right it is. <laughs> um, and I will give everybody a peek behind the curtain, I suppose. I'm not just trying to fucking steal the thunder here right now or nothing. Uh, Pasty didn't get a chance to watch his pay-per-view, so I'm kind of... Yeah. People are going to be listening. It's like, fucking shut up, Mackie the Stallion. Let fucking <laughs> Cardi Peace spit on it for a while. I'm, I'm just like, well, over here scissoring. It's okay. You spit on it. Don't worry. <laughs> then we had the hold harmless match, which is basically just an anything goes match or whatever you want to call it. Eddie Edwards defeated Brian Myers. I mean, to me, this match was to give the rub, uh, the, the Eddie rub to old Brian Myers. Eddie Edwards, he's multi-time, multi-promotion world champion, folks. He's been multi-time Ring of Honor champion, multi-time Impact champion, and uh, multi-time, you know, smaller indies also. So I think Edwards was used to give Myers some real credibility that he hasn't really had anywhere else before, I don't think. And um, I think that did it. This match didn't do much for Eddie. Eddie did end up winning, so that's always good, but... um. I think this is kind of to give Myers the rub. I think him and Matt Cardona, obviously, are going to be feuding pretty soon. So I think that'll just help elevate that feud. That's all. Um, Definitely, when I watched this, I thought, boy, it could have been a better Anything Goes match. And then later on this week, I watched Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a Lights Out non-sanctioned match fucking AEW dynamite and i was like holy shit that was way better than this one (laughs) and eddie edwards man he's a hardcore feller but god damn uh but there was there was some really good spots and uh the one spot eddie edwards uh took mike uh i almost said mike myers (laughs) brian myers threw a table on the outside with a backpack stunner and god damn Eddie Edwards had to hurt himself. I think I felt like he almost broke his tailbone on that one. It was just fucking insane. Really good move though. And I liked how they did the finish, the, the foreign object that Myers has been putting in his knee pad and took out Eddie before he went to go put it in his knee pad and Edwards kicked it out of his hand and Edwards put it in his knee pad and gave him the old Boston knee party for the win. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So it's, Again, it's another thing where they they care about the story. This this little foreign object thing, which didn't even have to come into play, came full circle because now it's taken him out. So mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, Should have been better for for an extreme match. I especially their next for the two match is going to be a steel pads match where all their pads are made out of metal. I don't think they're supposed to wrestle on their period, are they? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to put metal up there either. I don't. I don't know, but I tell you what, that'd be cool to see uh, Cardi and Megan scissoring with steel pads and the sparks flying. <laughs> it, it'd be better than the fucking exploding ring. I'll tell you what. Honestly, you should watch it because I don't think I'm giving them enough credit. They did the scissor thing, and then they locked legs and rolled over, and then like Cardi B stood up, and and Megan the Stallion was hanging upside down off of her, and they were like sixty nine ing. 
Oh yeah, no, I, I recommend people it see it. I've seen that. I, that's hell. all I've seen is that clip. Like and yeah, that all takes, that while performing the song without a backing track. Like right. that takes a lot of athleticism. Yeah. I mean that take nothing away from them. They're two awesome performers. Right. Would wouldn't have the kids watch it, but yeah, I'd let my kids watch it. Well, age difference. <laughs> I'd have let my kid watch it. Your kids' <laughs> I, you know what? I got the European look on sexuality. I don't. I think it's so much better to, if you make it positive, it won't be negative in their future. That's the way I look at it. But that's uh that again is a story for another place and another time. Well, maybe I should talk to old uh, Petra. Well, no, nah, that's all right. We'll pass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> up next, uh, we got the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Fire and Flavor. <laughs> Holding on to their titles a little bit more against the, the badass team of Jordan Grace and Jazz. That's right. I'm not missing out on those points no more. I'm firing flavor all the way. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> um, you know, when I was when we were putting together the 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 show notes, and I seen it was ten minutes and twenty five seconds. I thought I thought it was shorter than that. I really think they could have used an extra three to five minutes. Make this a fifteen minute match. I mean, you got four extremely talented wrestlers. I, I still, I'm going to go out of the way and say Jordan Grace, as far as wrestling, like the whole package goes, in Impact Wrestling, she's maybe second only to the virtuoso Diana Peraza. I think Jordan Grace is just awesome in everything she fucking does. I think she's underrated. The problem is she just put out something that said she really wants to go to WWE, and that's probably why she's not winning right now. Right, but you know WWE Impact seems to do that spite shit a lot. I mean WWE is notorious for it too. Right. But it right. seems like if they know you're not gonna stick around, they're not gonna do anything to put you over. Well that's I mean that's kind of old school booking also. You don't want to make people strong on the way out. I mean it's uh it, it comes off as petty, but I guess it also comes off as good business. You know why it's why? weird they did that to Ethan Page though, knowing that that's where he was going. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like you're supposed to have a partnership, so it shouldn't maybe, fucking matter. Maybe they didn't. I mean, I I would be willing to bet they didn't know he was going there. I don't think that's so hard to believe. I don't know that he knew he was going there at that point. To be honest, I don't know. Um, nonetheless, though, let's be honest. I mean, Impact probably has the best women's division as a company. WWE is probably second right now. So yeah. If you're going to go somewhere, go somewhere with a great women's division that you can get paid good money on. I'm, I won't see her there a whole lot. I'd maybe go watch matches here and there of hers, but pay-per-views, you know, yeah, where it counts. But nonetheless, she's so awesome. just going to put her in a tag team with Nia Jax. Probably. <laughs> um, Fire and flavor. They're always great. You know, their, their charisma is so awesome. Um, their chemistry together. I, I mean, if you had to hand pick a, a tag team to reintroduce your women's tag team titles, they, they that is the right they did the right job putting they're, it on. They're fire like the female Eddie and Chavo. They're fucking smart with it. Yeah. Um I would say they didn't use jazz a lot, but then again, I don't know, you know, at this time and in day uh, how much jazz wants to be in the ring solo. So that might be by design. I don't know. 
But um, is that their tag team name? Might be by design. <laughs> Violet by design might be by design. <laughs> um, so I would have liked to see more jazz. Obviously, if you could have, uh, Heath Slater's new group was called I Saw Design. <laughs> Oops, I got that wrong. <laughs> if um, you know, if there was an extra three five minutes, you you easily could have got more jazz out of that and everything. So. A uh, great match uh, held back just by the timing, I would say. But I mean, I got nothing negative to say about all four of them women. Yeah, sounds like a good one. Then we had. <laughs> <laughs> then we had your X Division Championship match, seeing Ace Austin defeat TJP. I mean, God damn it. He did it. I thought he would. And then I was like, nah, <laughs> but he did it. <laughs> um, I, I will talk some of my notes, but in all honesty, all you would really have to say is X division championship based Austin and TJP. Oh yeah. It's exactly you know what, what you're I expected. Getting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, their chemistry is good. Counters, reversals, submissions. Uh, it was a roller coaster of a competitive fight. Uh, Ace Austin went over, and I think it's that time. Who's the He's rascal a- that stayed in Impact? I- I'm just spacing the name at a moment. Uh, Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. Yeah, they're setting Ace Austin up for Trey Miguel because those two have like the oh best chemistry they do ever. And, you know, TJ has held this title for a decent amount now. And, and of course, he's been in the title picture forever because, God, yeah. there was a months long feud with him and Rohit Raju. So um, I think it's time to let him take a back burner on this. Ace Austin, he's, he's yeah, he, one of the best young wrestlers in the company. Future star. TJP, you never have to worry about him. Yeah, X Division is, is strong again. There was, a, there was a time there where the X Division was a, a former shell of its former self or whatever you want to say. Empty shell of its former self, but... <laughs> Now it's definitely back where it's supposed to be. It was an empty shell of a shawarma. I like the shawarma. God, it's so good. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Now I'm hungry. Uh, knockouts championship match. Deanna Perrazzo defeated ODB. Uh, really fun match. I think it was kind of what everybody expected. I don't know how many people really expected. If ODB is a knockouts champion, she won't have time for her meet and greet truck. Right. Damn it. <laughs> she could make Deanna work it, though. She could. That, that'd actually be a good storyline. <laughs> the Virtuoso back there in a fucking apron sweating. She can't and shit. cook for shit. Like, <laughs> Trying to run around there in her high heels. And, yeah, that'd be, that would actually fuck. I like that. I would watch those skits. Oh, we got to get a hold of Don Callis because I know he'd do, take this idea and run, too. He would. Unlike Vince, who just listens to our podcast and then does, does the, opposite the opposite of what we say. Yeah. <laughs> Tries to shut us down. Hasn't done it in a while, though. No, no, but I think he gave up. (laughs) Can't keep us down, baby. Ah, coming up on fucking 200 episodes. Ain't never going to quit. It's crazy. Crazy! Um, Watching ODB back in Impact again and wrestling again, it just hit me. People, I think people gloss over how important she is to the history of Impact and to the history of of women wrestling. Taking women seriously. 
Yeah, I mean, back in early 2000s, she was putting on badass matches and not being a not being a quote-unquote diva. Runway model, fucking turned superstar. Yeah. Uh. Um, but ironically, um, I think having ODB in here, even though she's the veteran, I think it kind of freshened up Deanna Perrazzo. It's a, a little different partner than she's had. Easy to look a, fresh next to ODB. Yeah, that's true. And ODB is a very different competitor <laughs> than almost anyone else, male or female. Uh, but in all honesty, ODB cannot go move for move with the virtuosa. That that was never her style. That wasn't her thing. Right. So she was definitely she's outclassed. no spring chicken anymore either. No, she was outclassed. It was obvious, but she did all of her spots. I want to see uh She's the, the virtu- female Tommy Dreamer. Right. In a um, good way. Except she wins. Every Not all then. the bad ways. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, Perrazzo, she won. She's definitely one of the top women wrestlers today. Um, You know, hey, she won the 2020 Impact Wrestler of the Year. Not women wrestler, wrestler of the year. So, I mean, I think she's proven herself as, as a centerpiece of this division. It was a good match. Uh, I wanted... I don't know that I wanted more. I guess I got probably what I expected, which wasn't an A plus match, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Oh, and uh, then pasty. Yes. Then uh, we move towards our twin main events. The Impact World Tag Team Championship is on the line, and Finn Juice. David Finley and Juice Robinson peeled it off of the Good Brothers. Good brother. Pasty. Fuck Finn Juice. I love Finn Juice. If it wasn't for Finley and Robinson, I would have had a grand slam. I would have won every single fucking match (laughs) that we predicted. This is the only one I didn't win, and this was one of the two that I didn't even think I could lose. They threw a wrench in your pajamas. Oh, man. I'm all fucked. My pajamas are wrenched up the ass, man. <laughs> that being said, God, this this much better match than I expected. I think this is the Good Brothers' best performance since coming back to Impact, joining Impact, whatever you want to say. Yeah, Big, L, Big LG, of course, has been an Impact before. Carl Anderson, this is his first run. Um, and then on uh, AEW pasty, old Tony Schiavone. We 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 give uh we give Jr. shit. I'm gonna call Tony Schiavone out. He called him Luke Gallows. He's a big Luke Gallows. <laughs> Damn it, it's not big Luke Gallows. No, but he calls big himself LG. the big LG still. Yeah, he's a big that. LG Doc Gallows. <laughs> what does LG stand for? Doesn't fucking matter. No, man, he, he works for uh, LG, the, the computer company, the, there you go. the electronics company. It's easier fighting for rights to that than it is for Luke Gallows from Vince. I don't think he ever liked Luke Gallows because he really did all his best work as Doc Gallows. He was Doc in Impact. He was Doc in New Japan. I don't, and, and it just sounds, I don't know. I like, the, I like Doc Gallows. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's Cowboy. You know, and that's New Japan. There you go. Um, yeah, fun, fun. Anderson Gallows, they busted their ass. 
They uh, surprisingly meshed really well with Robinson and Finley. I don't think, I don't know how much matches they would have ever had with Finjuice because I don't think Gallows was in New Japan at the same time that Robinson and Finley were. Definitely not Finley. Yeah, so I um, not as a team, you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. when Robinson and Finley were a team, I don't think he was ever there. So I think this is probably their first match, or at least on a main show. Uh, the Good Brothers dominated, but they did have little teeny openings where you thought, oh, they're just giving Finjuice a little offense just to make him look good before they, they put him out with the Magic Killer. They did do a Magic, they did a lazy-ass Magic Killer on the outside of the ring. It was pathetic. I'm, I'm, I'm calling them out. It wasn't good. It looked like shit. You could tell they just didn't want to take a bump on the ground. Because, you know, the Magic Killer, they roll them over. You know, they, they pick them up. They're holding them up. They roll them over into a cutter-type move, you know? Uh, they basically just dropped them and rolled them. They, neither <laughs> neither one well, went to the ground. <laughs> they probably like, didn't smizz whiz enough before they came out. They probably did not. Um that chocolate cake will help you all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I think that I think they did if I'm if I'm reading into this correctly, seems like the story is the Good Brothers took this match lightly. They underestimated the competition and as a result they lost. Yes. And now um, they can turn their focus on the Young Bucks. I'm assuming they're going to be transitioning more to appearances on AEW from this point. I guess see me. I'm I'm thinking. I, I honestly think that they're going to win it back at Rebellion. To win the tag titles back at Rebellion. I don't see Finjuice holding them, but I could be wrong. Anything can go right now. Um, the one thing I did like is you could kind of tell in a couple times. Uh, a couple times I heard. Uh, yeah, Anderson call them young boys. So you could tell they were kind of giving them shit because back when Allo, Gallows and Anderson were main inventing shit over there. These were New Japan young boys. They yeah. were the, the ring guys. They were getting the towels. They were doing all that. You know, they were earning their stripes. So you could tell they, they played that card in there, too. So if you're a New Japan fan, that kind of stuck out. Really much better match than I expected. I'm just A lot pissed. better than when Rusev <laughs> called Chuck Taylor his young boy. Like yeah, Rusev, very, very you weren't different. over there. You, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what you're saying. The young bucks were just talking about it one day and you picked up on some new lingo. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not even pissed that Finn just won it. I'm just pissed they took my win away because out of nine matches, I almost had every single one right, Pasty. Yeah, I'm was, proud of you. I was all excited. I you, you know up. how you know how impact do it. Apparently. I think it's because they just do what they do it right, man. They make it fun. Hell yeah. When you do when you're guessing WWE, you always gotta think, what wouldn't I do? <laughs> yep. When I'm guessing impact. What would I'm I like, hate the most? Yeah, and when I'm doing impact, it's not even so much what do I want, but it's like, you know, what, what makes would sense? what would make a good story? Yeah, yeah. What 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 leads from point A to point C? Where can I put that that B dot? Yeah. Uh, I did half as good. You did, you did, you did. Speaking of which, um, our, our main event, we had the Impact World Championship and the TNA World Championship unification match. Of course, Impact World Champion Rich Swan defending his hard-earned actual title against TNA World Champion Moose, who never won it and never defended it. <laughs> Just found it in the it. trash can one day, like, oh, 
I'll, I'll use this. Yeah. So, but but it, it makes for a good storyline. Uh, this one, I this one, I was probably the most worried about who's going to win because either one could have went over. You made a lot of good points last week about you know going on to face Omega. Yeah. Um, Who would you rather see lose to him? <laughs> right, and I still don't know that there's going to be a loss. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a fuck finish. But you never know because anything can happen. Right I think now. the you fuck finish the- is probably the smartest way to do it. But at some point, Omega's got to get his hands on that title. So it's what he wants, baby. Uh, uh, this is the match that really had to deliver because this this really is representing your two top guys. It's uh, your two belts and it did better than i expected not the best match on the card but much better than i expected they had really good chemistry there was storytelling in there moose was dominant for most of the match um there was a spot where he like kept missing he kept missing the spear but he kept still going for it and they'd go from corner to corner and then of course he ended up hitting it um but the very last time uh, Swan ends up using Moose's, say, density to uh, get out of the way, get him, get him a pin, and uh, just a simple roll up ended up taking it, which I think shows the difference between a a smart wrestler like Rich Swan and a powerhouse, you know, freight train like Moose. I think mm-hmm. they, I think that worked. And Swan's gonna need that shit if he has any hopes on keeping his gold from Kenny. Yeah, and honestly, I'm going to put it out there. I think this is my favorite Moose match I have ever seen in any promotion. I really think Swan and him did really good together. Swan, of course, won the match, the titles, shot at Omega. Um, That's going to be a great match. Hell yeah. Can't wait to see what happens there. Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Never would have thought, never would have even guessed back when he was in WWE. No. (laughs) Never. No, no, you didn't think you would see Rich Swan and Kenny Omega going title for title in in a main event of a pay per view. Yeah, and at any promotion anywhere, <laughs> they gave this one plenty of time twenty and a half minutes. Nice. I think it was about the perfect amount of time too. I think it ended about right when I felt it should have ended. The timing on this, other than the the women's tag match, I think the timing on this was actually pretty solid all the way through. I think I was kind of okay with that. It just felt the, the women's right. times come up pretty short in comparison to the men's matches, but yeah, I agreed. And um, like I said, especially but they the also had three matches on a pay-per-view and not relegated to a pre-show and they all had storylines. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. It is true. There was three of them. You don't even notice that sometime. When they don't make a big deal out of it, you don't notice it. It's just good. I was thinking about that. I was talking with my son, and it was like, you know, the the Impact Champion, the TNA World Champion, the former X Division Champion, the Women's Tag Team Champions. Like so many of their their champions are are POCs, are P- persons of color, and it's like you never hear them even spout about it. Like they don't make a big deal about it because. It isn't about having people of color champions. It's the right people at the right place at the right time are the ones who get the belt. Yes. And it's like, wow, you know, I never even thought about how much POCs are actually at the top of impact. Good for them. Very good for them. 
Uh, so I guess that brings us pasty to our what we thought about it. What was your favorite match, pasty? Uh, the X Division Championship, Fat Mac. Yeah, legit. That was mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, it was. It was. It was. Tie, it's tied between the Good Brothers and the X Division Championship. Those were both the two I was gonna say. And um, you know, fuck Finn Juice for not that. That match didn't give me the win, so it can't be my favorite match. If if I if it comes <laughs> down to them both being tied, X Division gets it. Fuckers. And you know what? I give this pay per view a B, a solid B. But I, I don't even think it's a negative B. I think this is a this isn't one of their main pay per views. It's in between a uh, obviously a transition period for the company. I I enjoyed this B pay per view. Yeah, nothing jumped out at me like wow, that's fucking amazing. But there wasn't a single match where I got bored or I was like, oh, that was really fucking stupid. Other than the the half ass magic color that the Good Brothers did, but <laughs> <laughs> all in all, there wasn't anything bad they're just places that could be better and b is for better so i'm giving it a b rating all right well, well did, did we pad enough time on there because we got a, a short, I short, hope short so. sentinel coming up buddy. it's not as short as it was last week there's one it's, more story oh you're right there is one more story <laughs> that is true so without any further ado, let's snap into this week's edition of The Savage Sentinel. Because on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Del- Dave Meltzer noted that AEW will no longer be doing Bleacher Report live specials in the future. He explained they were not cost effective and AEW lost a lot of money doing them. During AEW's first year, AEW created two BR Live specials that were streamed for free, Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest. However, the second editions of those shows were presented as Dynamite Specials, with AEW's last BR Live special, Fight for the Fallen, on July 13th, 2019. Well, yeah, they're not cost-effective. You're giving them away for free. Right. Yeah. If you're going to give them away for free, you might as well just do it on TV. And I like television. it. Yeah. I like it. Cause they like, they, they didn't over announce that this week's dynamite was going to be like a St. Patrick's day special. You know what I mean? And so no, when I was there, it was like, Ooh, this is a treat. Yeah. That definitely lived up to that. Well, the main event did. Yeah. Otherwise it was a pretty middle of the road, uh, AEW, but that's not bad. I'm, I'm not going to stop giving credit to the MJF promo. Uh, yeah solid one of my favorite things he's done so far very solid he did let you know that wardlow is part of the team it has nothing to do with the four horsemen it's the uh the pinnacle right yes god that's probably the best name they've come up with yet other than death triangle (laughs) pinnacle i like pinnacle better than inner circle it sounds good and for like a bunch of like classy rough and tumble dudes and fucking better than you pinnacle yeah I did notice though is um they play a lot of pinochle. <laughs> I didn't notice that to be honest. I missed that segment. <laughs> um I did notice though that Matt Hardy has Butcher Blade and Bunny. What happened there? Did we did they just 
switch teams without letting anybody know? I think it's because Eddie Kingston and Mox are like together now, so they had to quick switch yeah, lanes. Yeah, I mean, and they they play it as Matt bought them out because Eddie Kingston abandoned them. But they didn't even. At least I didn't catch that in storyline at all that he bought them out. It just seems like they WWE'd it. Like, okay, we're gonna do it, and everybody will just accept it. I think it's. Uh, it was probably. It was told over two weeks on Dynamite, but then it was also in. Um, being the elite just seems like kind of out of nowhere that all of a sudden they're with Matt. I don't mind it. I just wish there would have been a little, there would have been a reason for them leaving a reason for Matt wanting them, you know, maybe them going to Kingston saying, Hey man, you're really not giving us any time. You're dealing with Yeah. Or Matt just being like, you know, trying to woo them like he did private party. Like, hey, guys, you know, look what I've done with private party. You know, I can do this for you. I don't know. It just kind of seemed like they nonchalantly just kind of throwed him around, which they they did with the bunny earlier. And I mean, I guess, you know, the the whole story is Matt's up to all these schemes. So maybe it makes sense that it just he shows up one day like, oh, hey, look it. I I acquired these guys since the last time we saw each other because that's the kind of person I am. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm willing. I didn't to like it, but it, but I mean, I like them there. I just, yeah, it just kind of caught me off guard. Um, comings and goings, pasty. Yes, indeed. We got our good friend Keith Lee, who has been off TV for longer than a month now, and there's no confirmation on why he has been away. Although Lee thanked his fans for their support. And said, one day he will explain what's been going on. Sounds like now, he's couch this, riding now. <laughs> it's like, is this a shoot? Is this a work? You can never tell on Twitter. He announced this, though, on his new Twitter handle, Impatient Lee. Which almost makes me think it's a work, but I don't know. He told fans that he missed them, of course. Lee has not wrestled since defeating U.S. champion Riddle on the February 8th Raw. And uh, before that match, he actually spent several weeks out of the ring. Last wrestling on January 11th, Ross. So, you know, a match here and then a match a month later, and then we don't see him for three months. Now, you may remember Keith Lee and Mia Yim were engaged back on February 11th, and Yim had some time off due to COVID-19. She got that diagnosis in late January, but she has since returned to the ring after recovering from that. And we've never had a report that Lee ever contracted the virus, and you wouldn't think it would have him out this long. Very few people are out that long with it. So this isn't really much news as it is just an update that even Keith Lee is acknowledging. Yeah, folks, I haven't been on TV for a while and wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people in WWE just aren't happy now. Like almost getting uh, his request for his termination denied. And he's not happy. Right. I would love to see Keith Lee outside of WWE. Like I still I still wonder how much they've of this... already proved they don't know how to use him properly. Oh true. I almost wonder how much of this though ain't work and WWE's kind of using the the people who have left as a way to kind of work gimmicks. I don't know. Obviously, because we haven't seen anything from Lee or Andrade. But they're both out on social media, which just makes you wonder. It's it's hard with social media, you know. You can't. Besides the fact that pro wrestlers, you know, are 
they're trained to work people anyways, especially when you're on social media and you can't catch a tone or the right. way somebody looks at you or nothing. It's like, you just never know. I really hope impatiently isn't the new gimmick though. I, I hope not. Either. It could be, it could be good, but it's WWE. So it won't be. Yeah. It'll be too gimmicky. Yeah. And then he's just going to be slow and do big man stuff. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> It's not what we signed on for. It's not what he signed on for. No. I just, I don't understand why Triple H doesn't just kind of fucking smother Vince in his sleep because he doesn't sleep. Never mind. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to sleep to get smothered in your sleep. Uh, David Marquez announced that he will not be returning to NWA power next week on fight TV. Marquez took to Twitter and issued a statement on his NWA status, revealing that he was not invited back for the upcoming episode. He had served as ring announcer and interviewer since the show premiered in October, 2019 until NWA took a hiatus in 2020 due to COVID-19 pandemic. Marquez did not confirm that this is his final exit from the company, but wished current management continued success. He also mentioned how his production protege director, Billy Trask, will take over, and he wished him well in the big task ahead of him. So the, Billy Tr Trask has the big has a Trask ahead of him. <laughs> Trask has a lot of work ahead of him, and not only does he kind of have to fight the mutant agenda against the X-Men. Now he's uh, also going to be taking over NWA power. So yeah. And he's oh, no, got to deal with having trask. a bad name. That's a different trask. My bad. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad. Marquez really fit the NWA role. He really, he was uh, a very astute historian of pro wrestling. And I liked his demeanor. I liked the way he enunciated the way he spoke, the way he interviewed. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens this coming week on NWA power folks. Yeah. Make sure to check it out. NWA is coming back. And better than ever. hundred miles and running as NWA once said. That was a different NWA, but still. <laughs> brings us to the injury report and looks like old Danny Birch suffered an injury during this week's NXT main event match saw Birch and Lurk and retained their tag titles over Karrion Cross and NXT champion Finn Balor Birch was removed from the match after he and Lurkin attempted a double suplex on Cross Cross reversed the move and that saw Birch come up short on his rotation and take a bad landing on his neck Birch laid on the mat and was tended to by the referee as NXT took a kind of awkwardly timed commercial break. Show returned and Birch was being checked on at ringside by an NXT medic. The announcers did actually acknowledge the apparent injury and Birch did not return to the match to finish. So hopefully it's damn. nothing major. Um, I'm not a huge Birch or Lorcan fan, but God damn, the man's out there trying to make money. I hope nothing serious has happened. Yeah. You know, it could be a blessing in disguise, honestly, and I know you're not going to agree with this, but I wasn't the biggest DIY fan until Gargano took injury and Ciampa got a run. So, Yeah, I don't agree, but I, I definitely, you're not the only one who's ever said that either, so. Yeah. You know. Well, they automatically no put me off with the fucking name. The name was stupid. 
The name was stupid. I don't even know where it came from, honestly. Vince McMahon. Well, yes. <laughs> Storyline, I don't know where it came from. Why they're the do-it-yourselfers or whatever, like if they're doing... I, I just see them out outside on the patio, like putting grout in and sprinkling can rocks around the house. It? Yes, we yes, can! We can. Yeah, that's the chant. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand it, but of course, I've I've been a Gargano Mark tonight for on this old house a decade. So, and I'm always going to be a Gargano Mark. Yeah, I didn't know him till NXT, oh, so that's that's my bad. Yeah, but you know what? He's honestly done some of his best work in NXT. So hey, yeah, you didn't you didn't miss the boat? You know what I mean? I wish I wish I could say the same for his wife, who is who has done some of her worst in WWE. <laughs> Or WWE has done the worst with her. I don't yeah, know. I, I hate to yeah. put it on her. I don't think it's on her. No. Uh, definitely isn't. And sadly, we'll probably never see a pairing of uh, of the, the world's cutest tag team ever again. So, Yeah, probably not. I recommend, I recommend folks go online and watch it on YouTube. Because it's still... They were still so, so entertaining together. Uh, Candice LeRae and... Uh, the king of dong style, Joey uh, Ryan. So Joey, now he's crying Ryan. Yeah. I don't agree with what he did, but just like I can go back and watch a Chris Benoit match, I can go back and watch a Joey Ryan match and enjoy it, especially when he's with Candice LeRae, because those two just were awesome together. They were the world's cutest tag team, pasty. Yes, they were. And now we're going to cast our predictions for the world's cutest pay-per-view, NWA, back for the attack, baby. Oh, Fat Mac likes when the pay-per-views rhyme with his name. (laughs) You're not going to win this one. I'm kicking your ass. (sighs) Anything can happen. It's It's a complete kind of relaunch. So really, really anything can happen. With that being said, we're starting off with the, uh, a new contracted wrestler, um, the man that Fat Mac doesn't care for in any of his iterations. I'm sorry. Tyrus taking on J.R. Kratos, not to be confused with the God of War. I'm not sure who is what, so I picked Junior Kratos. You know Tyrus. He fucking, um, Jay Uso's wife used to dance with him. Oh, 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 really? Yeah. Man, I thought he was like facing some some stuff for some stuff that he did and, and stuff. I don't know. I heard some shit. No idea what you're talking about there, Loke. I mean, some, we probably reported sexual, on it, but I don't remember. I'm pretty shit. sure it was part of the part of the sexual um Tyrus? I yeah. don't remember hearing that. I don't know. I just well, anyways, I thought something I'm about. I'm picking the uh I'm picking the sexual monster, Tyrus. <laughs> Junior Kratos all the way, man. Um just because Tyrus, uh, hate to say this, but just because Tyrus is it's an just, ex-WWE guy coming into NWA, I think he's winning his first match. I, I hate to say that, but that's that's what I'm that's what I'm basing it on. You have to be honest with me because I don't know who I'm oh, picking. Yeah. Ty- Tyrus, I know what you're talking about. He he had a, like a TV or like he was an announcer on a on a sports cast or something, and he was texting a, a gal some crude stuff. That's what it was. I don't think he ever like had any legal issues. 
he just ended up getting let go from there because he was texting her some lewd stuff. Oh, if I remember right, I, well, I think then there that's you go. Wrestling is the only community who's going to take you back after. Yeah. That. <laughs> and they shouldn't. But. So, so you gotta, you gotta be square with me here though. Okay. This junior Kratos never heard of him before. Is this, is this just JR and God of War cosplay? Fuck. God, God I want that. <laughs> you got it. Um, he is. Let's say, imagine. Oh, oh who, who do I want to? <laughs> imagine Dave Batista as kind of a white, kind of biker-looking dude. Okay. With no charisma. Oh boy. He's one of those guys that got pecs so big they look like boobies, you know. Nice. Yeah, he has. He's been on on um on NWA's uh, Prime Time, the show that they've been running pay per views of that I've been watching a hundred percent legally. I swear. <laughs> um, I think I made he, the I wrong mean, choice here. He's. I mean, he's okay for a power guy. You know what I mean? He's got the look, the build. He just really doesn't have charisma. I guess Tyrus, you can say, has charisma, but doesn't have the look or anything else. So, I don't know. 50-50. I want to see Tyrus and Rich Swan have beef over the theme song that they both had in WWE. Outside of WWE, where they can't use the song because they don't have the rights. Oh, is that um, Tyrus's before it was yeah, his? Yeah, with, with the Funkadactyls, that was the song. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> funny and it was somebody else's before that too i'm just blanking on the name i i think you might be thinking of the cat but i think that was a different uh one but it did start out somebody call my mama that could be wrong with a lot of surprisingly a lot of wrestlers have used the, the fucking uh, uh uh what am i trying to say though phrase somebody call my mama that's just really Odd, I guess. Including Mr. T. <laughs> oh, man, don't get him started on his mama. We'll never get done with this podcast. Uh, um, so there you go. We got that. Um, then we got okay. the four-way. Seeing Crimson versus Jax Dan versus Jordan Clearwater versus Slice Boogie. Well, first off, I'm going to say, Pasty, you picked who I wanted to pick. Um, not I knew I, you not, would. It's a good name. <laughs> I'm just, I'm picking these guys like horses. I got no idea. <laughs> you don't know. You've seen Jax Dane plenty of times. He's been, he's, he's on every independent show and he's been on NWA. Uh, Slice Boogie. He's been on, uh, I'm pretty sure he's been on uh, For the Culture and, um, I think he was on that. Do you remember Urban Wrestling Federation? Yeah, because I watch all that stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it, had, it had Homicide and Eddie Kingston and shit. I mean, what? come on. It had Two Cold Scorpio. Come on, buddy. <laughs> How do you? Anyways. <laughs> I, I, I watch the, the more mainstream side of things. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't... I, I hear you. Uh, Slice Boogie's cool. He's, uh, I like him. Um, Crimson. A fucking crimson man. I he's a he's a former like um, Navy SEAL or something or Marine or something. So I give him that. But he sucks. 
His gimmick was he was you remember Amazing you know Amazing Red, right? Yeah. The little dude? Yeah. Crimson is this like really tall jacked guy and his gimmick was he was Amazing Red's little brother. Um he's I, not I thought about picking him for a second, but I uh I've seen enough Crimson this week already. That's true. Jordan Clearwater, I'm not sure who that is. Uh maybe I'll I'll, I'll notice him when he comes out. I'm going with Crimson just because he's the biggest name. And right now, I hate to say it right now, I'm booking this NWA pay-per-view like I would book WWE because it's their comeback. And I think they're going to try to appease the broad audience, not the NWA audience. I think it's a mistake, but I think that's what they'll do. Because the broad audience is watching NWA, right? That's my point. That's why like. <laughs> I think it's a mistake, but I think that's what they're going to do. So that's kind of how I'm I'm voting. I don't know. Um, so I had Crimson and you have Slice Boogie, but you, you, you said that already. So yeah, the old slicer. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toes, pasty. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, number one contender women's championship match. Thunder Rosa versus Camille. Nick Aldis is Camille. Yeah, yeah, I know who that is. I know who both people are in this match. I'm very familiar with Thunder Rosa at this point, and Camille is the woman who's not allowed to speak. She speaks now, but that was, yeah, for the for the longest time, that was her thing. Uh, you know, I love, I love Thunder Rosa. I think I need to change what I had initially picked because I feel like Thunder Rosa belongs in AEW now. I'm going to yes. pick Camille. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it because they're going to be working with AEW and it, it works well. Yeah, not a bad pick. I actually was on the fence about it. I am going Thunder Rosa, but Camille is kind of a main event star there. And like right before the COVID shutdown happened, she had a couple matches and I was like, holy shit, this woman can wrestle. Like she looks like one of the the divas from WWE's nineties, you know what I mean? Yeah, there and was she was a always smart reason why they weren't having her talk because it yeah. ain't about what she can say; it's about what she does. Yeah, they just used her as arm candy for for Nick Aldis for so long that I really thought she was gonna be that that bimbo that was just no, she could wrestle too. It was surprising, and um, I I think well, I'm not gonna get into that yet, but I think Camille could end up getting the women's championship. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, me either. It it makes sense. Especially since spoiler alert, I think Nick Aldis is keeping his championship, but that's what I was trying to not spoil was the fact that I don't (laughs) think he is, but, (laughs) and that's why I think Camille will have gold and then Nick Aldis won't. I feel like it's going to be a trade off, but um yeah there you go but we'll talk more about that but then you gotta ask yourself which one would you rather see lose to kenny omega you know (laughs) that's where i'm at i'd I'd (laughs) rather i'd rather i guess i'd rather see aaron stevens lose to kenny omega Ah, nick aldis would be a better match though Wait, that's the exact opposite of what you were saying with the fucking impact. Yeah, pick. but Rich Swan won now, so things are different. <laughs> Quit flip flopping, goddammit. 
we're going for better matches, not easy wins. And that's smart. I'm sorry I didn't give them enough credit for that in the first place. I okay. feel bad. You should. Now enough fucking this shit up. <laughs> we're moving on to the NWA television championship match. Seeing the Pope take on Thom Latimer. <laughs> I love me some Thom. Uh do you remember Bram and Impact? Yeah. This is Bram. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure I knew that because he's been he's wrestled in NWA already, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. yes he's been in, in NWA. Yeah. I'm not um, completely uneducated. I'm sorry. I am gonna call him Thom though, because <sighs> Yeah, because anybody who puts a TH in their Tom. Yeah. It's just too much. That's just not good. Um, little behind the scenes um, opening of the door. Also, Thom and Camille are behind the scenes a legit couple. So oh, I, don't know what, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I'm just just putting it out there. Something something to be said. <laughs> um, nonetheless, my God, the Pope is is just the Pope perfect in every goddamned way. I, I love him. Let's let's have let's have him keep this fucking championship. At least there's one pope you can feel that way about. You know what? Despite I, I believe he's still a, a corrupt evil entity. Goddamn, this this new pope has really shook shit up. Yeah, he's badass. Yeah, he lets lets women be pastors. He likes gays. He's like you know abort babies if you want. It's cool. That's because people are fleeing from the churches in massive droves these days. And he it's wants them when, all to come back. Like, no. <laughs> isn't it sad when the fucking former president, when was the current president of the United States was more of a, an evil uh, religious dictator than the Pope. Yep. Fucking nasty. Yep. I never thought about that till now, but God damn, that's disgusting. Come back to mass. We'll start airing football behind the pastor during the sermon. <laughs> Right, they get they get a big old fucking LED instead screen. of coffee and donuts, it'll be beer and fucking tacos. I don't think they have coffee and donuts in church. It's usually wine and crackers. No, you have the, the I I never went to Catholic churches, but I went to a lot of uh, Baptist and Lutheran you churches. Eat, you could eat and donuts after, while you not, were there. Not while after oh. it was like everybody gathered downstairs in the in the area after and would have been cool as shit if you and, could while you were there. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably could. I oh, fuck, man. I've, I've, yeah, I've brought, I've brought burritos in when I used to go to church when I was, <laughs> when I was younger. But God doesn't want me worshiping on an empty stomach. Yeah. Like, like, what does it hurt? Like, does it hurt anything if I eat a burrito <laughs> while I'm here? So what if I wipe my face with the Bible page? Yeah. Jesus was meant to, to wash me of my, of my <laughs> blemishes. Come on. That's what he was sent here for. It was for me to dab my cheeks. <laughs> Sorry, I took the Bible into the restroom with me also. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I, th I think I think it's safe to say we both got the Pope for the win here. Oh, we're popping for a Popin, baby. <laughs> we are popping for a Popin. Then we got the main event, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Some would say the most prestigious championship in the world. Nick Aldis taking on Aaron Stevens and what should be a good match. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited for this. 
<clears throat> Hopefully, Stevens has has honed his skills more in the break because I'm expecting a good one. Yeah, uh, same here. Same here. Um, Nick Aldis, of course, almost never puts on a bad match. Yeah. You know, when he was in, in Impact Wrestling, I just couldn't get behind him. But they had him in there with Douglas Williams, and Douglas Williams is probably the most underrated pro wrestler in the world. And so <clears throat> I uh, I kind of looked past Nick Aldis. They had him in there between Douglas Williams, one of the best pro wrestlers in the world, and that big fucking, what was it, Rob Terry, who had no charisma, couldn't wrestle, but he was just giant and, and jacked. He was a Vince McMahon spooge. And so he was kind of overlooked, and, and to me, just personally. But God, once he went to NWA, it's like, this motherfucker's good. Uh, in all the right ways. He looks good. He, he has charisma. He does great on the mic. He's awesome in the ring. You know, in his trunks, his physically, he's a specimen without looking like he's on the juice. And then when he's out of the ring, he's got the suit, the tie, the, the you know, expensive outfits. Like, he looks professional as shit. He just click, he cl- checks all the boxes. Hell yeah. With that being said, who's your pick? I'm, I'm going Nick Aldis. Like I said, I just... I mean, Aaron Stevens is cool, but all anybody Kenny's been fighting for the championship has been WWE guys. Now, you keep saying that like there's a, there isn't any stipulation of there being a, a Kenny Omega match on here. No, but it's going to so. happen. <laughs> they have a working relationship. It's not going to get there eventually. Of course it is. That's the next stop, I'm sure. Oh, no. I don't know, man. I, don't, I honestly don't know. But if they do, I don't think it would be anytime soon. Come on, Good um, Brothers on NWA. The, that's perfect. Well, I'm not saying that they can't have matches together. I just don't think this close to the Impact AEW title title that they would do something with NWA. I, I think that would be short-sighted booking. Um, but also Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis has been the champion since he's the had beginning. It for two and a half. No, 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 he hasn't. Tim Did Storm had it? it. Tim Storm had it before him. Um, and then he lost it to Cody Rhodes at All In and then won it back. Remember that debacle? Yeah. Well, that's where Nick Aldis came into my scope. So that's where oh, it oh, starts. No, he me. had it before that. And then Tim <laughs> Storm the had it before that. For and uh, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, who's the best thing in WWE TV right now, had it before that. And So there's been great wrestlers who have held the Impact title um, for quite a while now. They're oh, all the, great. Actually, the NWA title? Oh, what did I say? impact oh well there have been great people holding impact also (laughs) um but i'm going here i I don't want nick aldis to lose i want him to keep this it's been two and a half years he's held it with that little hiccup from cody that i don't count it was pretty much just a oh we'll do it for you daddy Uh, (laughs) nepotism folks But, um, but aaron stevens i feel like he would be also a good a good carrier of it. I think he's gonna become more of a serious wrestler now that poor question mark passed away. And I don't know. I just, I'm going to go with Aaron Stevens. I think they're going to try to do a big shock value on this first thing back. 
and I think he's going to get it. I mean, maybe with the maybe with the help of the ghost of question mark, I don't know. He's going to bust out some Mongrovian karate on him or something in respects to the question mark. I don't know. But I'm picking Aaron Stevens even though I don't want him to and really don't think he will. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to swing for defenses, Pacey. There you go. Honestly, I'm happy either way. But I just feel like all this is, it just makes more sense. I'm just happy NWA is back for weekly shows. NWA is back for pay-per-views. I'm happy NWA is back because I was literally scared that this could put a, a nail in the coffin. Well, yeah, they were so new. And it wasn't backed like like AEW is. You know, they, right, they don't have right. that kind of security. Right. They got Billy Corgan money, but, you know. That's Billy Corgan Billy money. Corgan, well, and Billy Corgan can't put all of Billy Corgan's money into one fucking wrestling promotion. That'd just be stupid, you know? So, um, tiebreaker pasty. Yes. The tiebreaker being, will AEW make an appearance? Um, I'm going to say no. I, I think it would be good to get eyes on the product, but I think, their first one back shouldn't be sullied by any other promotions, and I think it should just be whole, wholesome NWA. And I will say yes and automatically win because Thunder Rosa's on the card. Thunder Rosa's not an AEW wrestler. She is, too. <laughs> she is not. She's only been an unsanctioned match. Has she bled for NWA? That's a contract signed right there, buddy. Have you? Have you seen how much she gets paid? She's bleeding out the ass for NWA. (laughs) That's kind of a shitty shot at NWA, but it just came to me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, boy. That's the end of the show, folks. I wish. Uh, WWE Fastlane predictions. Let's fucking. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Drew. Drew. Tag Team Championships, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Jackson Baszler. Uh, Banks and Belair, because they're fighting at WrestleMania anyway, so why not? Why not? I see Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. I'm going Big E. I don't have a coin. I do have a coin to flip. I said I'm going a coin flip here. Apollo Crews has been packaged with a new South African thing. He comes out with a spear, and he's got a green and white scarf and he talks with an accent now but yeah, in, in this fucking day and age it's not smiley apollo cruz though i'm gonna let it ride so long as wwe does an okay job by it because i mean you could do it and it not be racist you know maybe no, uh, you can't all right heads is big e tails is apollo cruz and i'm picking big e baby <sighs> That was exciting. The most excitement you're going to get out of fast lane, folks. <laughs> well, this next match is interesting. I don't know any, well, I mean, I don't know any story behind it other than I know that Randy Orton burned the fiend alive and Alexa Bliss is possessed by Papa Shango or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we have an intergender match, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. This really caught me out of no, caught me by surprise when I seen this, this match was on here. Don't know what's going on behind it. Don't know if there's any kind of funky rules with it or not. Nothing's announced other than intergender match, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. 
What do you think? Uh, well, what I've seen is Randy Orton is taking to throwing up black vomit the last couple of weeks. So oh, that think, been more, that's been more than once, huh? Yeah, I think uh, I think okay. what's going on here is he killed the fiend, but now the fiend is inside of him. So the fiend is going to come out of Randy Orton probably in this match. I don't know in some cinematic fashion. Okay. Um. So that's that's a thing. Uh, I think this could be cool. It's interesting. Fiend it's shit. Interesting on fiend here. shit is always pretty cool. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and Alexa Bliss is just awesome. She's as a rocking it. She's rocking it. Fuck, this she's, is the best she's, she's been it. since her heel start on the main roster. Yeah, she's making what could be a really corny, shitty gimmick, and she's she's <clears throat> making it awesome and owning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. I think. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Bliss. It only makes sense. I, I don't know how. I mean, when, it's, where, otherwise, why. no contest. Because you know, if the fiend explodes out of his chest, I don't see him finishing <laughs> the match. Yeah. I think. I think Orton's gonna throw him up though, and he's gonna form out of the black bile or something. Yeah, I I, don't, I honestly don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Alexa Bliss. I don't I don't think you make this match to have Randy Orton beat the shit out of Alexa. I mean that no. just seems dumb. No, but you're you doing this match to build towards Randy versus the Fiend and a fucking hopefully John Cena esque so. WrestleMania match. I would assume so. Yes. Then we got the Universal Championship match: Roman Reigns defending the title against D. Bry. I'm going Deebs just so you can make it a triple threat at Mania. Edge, Edge and Daniel Bryan does a lot more for me than Roman Reigns Edge. So that's where I'm thinking. So you want it Roman Reigns Edge and Daniel Bryan? Yeah, why not? Okay. And then Deebs doesn't have to win, you know? Fuck, right. you know, just let him be there with Edge because let him be there with Edge. <laughs> yeah, they both come back from career ending injuries. <laughs> yeah. Edge probably only came back because Deebs did. And Roman Reigns beat kayfabe cancer. Don't forget that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's. Oh my God! That's the perfect way to spin it. They all came back from death. You know what I mean? Right. Oh man, WrestleMania all over it. All three of them are going to get the Warrior Award. (laughs) And I think Edge is like a special enforcer in this match or some shit. I, I guess I haven't seen that anywhere, but I believe it. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I mean, I'm, I'm going the safe route with Roman Reigns. That is the safe route. I think you can get to my outcome, no matter how you pan it, as long as edge is involved. Right. right. <laughs> and then, uh, tiebreaker time. Do wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Um, I just, just to look up with, a. You're right. Edge is the guest enforcer. We got two more matches on here, Pasty. I didn't know we had that uh, must have came up. Maybe just to, oh, maybe they came out tonight. Uh, it is SmackDown, right? Yes. Um. So we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins in just a regular old uh, singles match. That could be good. That could be great. That could be real good. Um. You know, Murphy, I think, is back on the side of fucking <laughs> Seth Rollins right now. Even though I, they did all that Rey Mysterio family stuff. Yeah, I don't even pay attention. I hate to say it. Shinsuke versus Rollins. Uh, do you want to pick this one or the next one? Uh, you pick first. All right. Um, Shinsuke versus Rollins. I'm going to go Rollins. Uh, they right. never cut Shinsuke a break. I'm going to go for Shinsuke. Because I like him. 
and it's fast lane, it doesn't really mean shit. No, it doesn't. That's the only reason he's probably on there, sadly. And the other match is also at least reported as just a uh, a regular one-on-one match, which surprises me. Um, you'd think this would be some kind of gimmick, but it's Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Just what the oh fans want. Oh, boy. What do you got there? Um, I got to go with Shane at this point, right? He's made Braun look like an idiot at all turns. Plus, I still think uh, from Raw Underground, Shane's got a little uh, Dabakato in his pocket. I was going to ask you what the fuck that meant, but never mind. <laughs> he, he was he was there for a fucking cup of coffee, so I completely forgot he existed. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go Strowman. Um, you know, you want to see the... The baby face has been getting humiliated over and if over. If he's going to host the Nickelodeon Awards, he has to win this match. So. Oh. They should have had like a slime match or something. Who <laughs> slime loses or I don't know. Well, Shane is the biggest slime, so. Maybe it'll just end when like a whole bunch of slime falls from the ceiling like the blood used to for the brood. Bron's just, just going to like use his hands on himself. Give me these hands. And he's going to come green come all over Shane McMahon, while Shane McMahon does his slidey backwards walking dance in the slime. Green come. Yep. So that brings us to seven matches? Yeah. Correct. All right. So that's that. I'm glad glad you mentioned something about Edge because I went to go look it up and then all of a sudden, here we are. Uh, I'd hate to miss fucking guessing those two amazing matches. Boy, now I wasn't looking forward to it before, but now that Shane McMahon versus Strowman's on there, I just can't miss. <laughs> it's going to be great balls of fire. It's going to be a complete redemption. <laughs> oh, I be. can't wait. I'm uh, still hanging on that fucking Shane promo from two weeks ago. I still watch it, like, trying to figure out why. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> just awful. Uh so then we got our tiebreaker. Do Alexa and Orton actually hit each other on live pay-per-view? Or I guess more like does Orton actually, you know, hit Alexa, but yeah. Um, I mean, not, he fucking... I think this is a gimmick match, obviously. Nia Jax. There's, did he really? Yeah. I didn't think they were allowed to do that. When she came into the Men's Royal Rumble and shit? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I don't remember it happening, but I believe you. I don't think you watch. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, no. <laughs> oh no, no. I didn't watch the Men's Royal Rumble. You're right. That wasn't this year. That was like last year. It was the year Becky went on her shit and didn't. beat Ronda Rousey at Mania. I still didn't watch it. It's hard to watch Rumbles, man. Especially nowadays. Um, I'm gonna say no. Um, this is a gimmick match. Something's gonna gimmick with the Fiend. So I'm just going to assume maybe uh, Alexa transforms into the fiend or like you said, he throws up the fiend or I just, I don't see them having a 15 minute Alexa bliss versus Randy Orton catches catch can match. I think it's going to be more cinematic, but on that same point, I'd say at that point, why not have Randy Orton do something at least. Right. So you're going, yes, since I'm going, no, I suppose. I suppose. I'm just worried because we've already had, Ray Wyatt, Randy Orton, House of Horrors. And it wasn't and, good. Yeah. 
you hope they learn from their mistakes. You hope. It'll be cool if like Bray takes them on a mind trip for Mania though, and he makes them fight himself so the legend killer kills his final legend kind of shit. <laughs> that would be I, I like that actually. Yeah. Fun little note here, Pasty. This is the very first intergender match on a WWE pay-per-view since Armageddon 2003. Damn. So almost uh almost 20 years ago. It's crazy. It's wild, child. I'm so excited for Fastlane. Can't you? Can't you tell? Yeah, you know, I I, I am excited for next or for uh, NWA to be coming back on pay per view, but I'm not sure how amazing that that's going to be. But nonetheless, um, I'm watching the NWA one for sure. I don't yeah. know that I'll even watch Fastlane. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna probably. I won't watch it live. I'll tell you that much. I'm gonna wait and see what pops. Yeah. Watch it now on Peacock if you're in the States. Yes. Woo. You know, they still got the WWE app running also. Huh. I'm assuming because you've got to give it some overlap time. I don't know. What I do know is that is the end of our show, folks. It's uh, been a doozy. It's a doozy. But now it's time to go back into your regular lives for the week, and we'll see you on the other side. Love. As always, I have been macking the stallion. Yes, and I am Cardi P. Love, spread it like your wop. Yeah, wop, 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 all over the place. Snap out of it.